So when you take a step back and you realize that rejection only happens to people who actually put themselves out there, it wouldn't be wrong to say that rejection is literally a byproduct of you having courage. Hello everyone, you're listening to the Activate Your Limitless Potential podcast. I'm your host, Simi Anand, and if you are ready to create the extraordinary life that I know you were destined to live, you've come to the right place because we're about to get raw and real on how to do that. But with that being said, my friends, let's get started into this week's episode. Hi, my friends. Welcome back to my podcast. This episode is something that I'm actually really, really excited to dive deep into for a few reasons. One of them being because I know the idea of rejection is something that A, it sucks, and B, it's also something that is such a universal experience and feeling. And I know that you hear everywhere people saying, oh, rejection is redirection and trusting the process. And frankly, I've made a few videos about this and really making sure that you guys integrate the idea that everything that is happening to us is happening for our highest good and when I look back it all sounds good to the ear right we all know that you should trust the process we all know in our hearts that whether we have experienced some sort of rejection or maybe we didn't get that job or that opportunity or maybe we lost a relationship in the moment it's really hard to embody the idea that whatever you're losing is something that's going to redirect you into something bigger For me, you know, when I look back, I think it's been a realization that has taken me a really, really long time to adopt, especially because these past few days have kind of been reflecting on my story. Ever since I did like a podcast collaboration with one of my really good friends on my YouTube channel, which was such a good conversation, I encourage you to like go watch that video. It's like 50 minutes long, but so jam-packed. But the point is, in that episode, I really talked about my rejections and my experiences ranging from my whole career life story and even in my personal life. And so it kind of inspired me to say, you know what, I'm inspired to go a little bit deeper into this hopefully so that I can share with you guys some of those lessons in my life and how this idea of rejection is something that is so, so normal and it's something that will always lead to a destination of something greater. So let's get into it. I know that when it comes to really thinking about rejection, it's something that doesn't necessarily sit well because at first we instantly will come to terms with the idea that, oh, something's wrong with me. I'm not worthy of that career. I'm not worthy of that partner. I'm not worthy of maybe having that speaking opportunity or writing a book. There's so many things and so many dreams that I'm sure we all have. And I know if you tune into my podcast, you are indeed a huge dreamer, a visionary, an ambitious leader at whatever sort of capacity and you may have desires to really step into a bigger leadership role for yourself or maybe just create more impact or maybe just become a better version of yourself and that looks different for everyone but regardless we all will come to terms with the fact that we will go through days where we realize that we have faced a rejection or a difficult time in our life that sets us you know 10 steps back and being able to bounce from that and being resilient to keep moving forward is a resilient resilient skill that I really, really want to help you guys adopt into your life because it's a skill that I've had to really force myself to adopt. I've shared with you guys a lot about how my passions when I was little are kind of being translated into now. But in the beginning, I didn't really realize that. We don't fully realize how much our experiences and how much our rejections really do lead to something bigger and better for us in the future. 
For me, I remember when I was younger, which is like one of the stories that I want to share with you. I remember when I was in third grade, I wanted to become secretary of like my entire elementary school. I really, really thought guys that I was going to get this like role because first, a few reasons. One of them being I literally memorized that entire speech from A through Z, stayed up all night with internet dad and my mom recording me, pretending like I was literally just gonna be a politician going on camera and like applying to be president. I took it that seriously. I remember like that entire week for the campaign, <laughs> my family like took us to this place. I think it's called Kinko's. I don't know. I think it could be entirely wrong. It's this place where they basically print out custom posters and we literally printed out all of these posters that were just so like honestly pretty badass. And I remember I hung them like throughout my entire school. Meanwhile, like all of my other like competitors, like where like they were hand drawing them because obviously we're in, we're in elementary school. Like no one's taking it as seriously as I did. But you know how my my family operates. Like when we do something, we go over and beyond. And honestly, my dad was really invested into it, so he would like go out of his way to really make sure I got the position. And then I remember the day that I was going to be on TV, like back then in elementary school, I don't know if it's still like this, but you essentially have like this club or this team where people are like all news anchors and then like they show all the announcements on TV and then like the national anthem. And essentially I was going to go to like the news anchor area where you're supposed to like record the announcements every morning and I was going to be recorded and that was going to broadcast throughout the entire school. And I remember getting up on that stage ready to speak and I just felt like so ready guys. I felt so prepared. I really really thought that I had all of the skills, all of like the desires, all of the vision for a third grader who wants to be secretary of student council, whatever that even means, whatever the job permits it to be. Bottom line is I was ready. But the problem was I didn't get the job. I didn't get the role. I didn't get the position. And now when I look back, I recognize I was so, so sad. I was so sad because I prepared and I really thought that I was supposed to get that, but I didn't. And I wouldn't say that this is like the end all be all for my speaking passionate endeavors that I had later on. I still decided to speak and I was still doing a lot of things, which I'll get deeper into later in this episode. But the point is when you're little, you don't realize how much your experiences and how much your rejections and how much like those feelings can actually have a huge imprint on how you're showing up later in your life. And I think now that I look back, I really realize the impact that it had not only on my confidence, but also how much I decided to really step into that big character, that big personality that I used to have when I was little because I realized that as I got older, I played a little more smaller. And I think that that was one instance that really showcased that for me. Another one was there was this dance audition that you could essentially do to get a scholarship to the dance team. And I remember that I really wanted to get into that school because I thought that it would just lead to a lot of opportunities later on when I decided to go to college. I thought they really prepared you for like the real world. And so I remember how much work and effort I put in into like the choreography because we all had to like literally perform a dance and then it would determine if we got accepted into the program. I would spend like an entire two weeks every single day, like practicing for two hours every day, had a beautiful choreography. I really, really wanted to get in. But when I look back on the audition day, I remembered that I was so nervous. 
a part of me, yeah, I loved dancing, I loved performing, I loved singing, I loved doing it, but even when it came to that, I still had feelings of unworthiness. I would still compare myself to other girls who had a better arched foot than me, who had more advanced technique than me, who were able to memorize choreography better. And I remember that the day of the audition, I walked in just not feeling my best. I wasn't confident at all for a few reasons, one of them being I actually had my period that day. I got it that morning and I know a lot of people who listen to me are women so I don't really care that I'm sharing this, but you know how much that cycle affects how you A, view yourself, how you B, feel about yourself and how you C, have the energy to actually get things done. And I unfortunately, simultaneously, coincidentally, had to get my period the day of the audition. It's not easy if you're a dancer and you're on your period. It's like very difficult. And on top of that, I felt extremely intimidated when I walked in. I didn't feel ready, even though I spent so much time practicing. But something about it didn't feel right. I was auditioning to be on a dance team so that I could get accepted into this really prestigious high school called American Heritage. But even from the beginning, a part of it never really felt right. I couldn't really put my finger on it, but I still decided to go for it because I knew that it would lead to good opportunities if I did get into it. And it resulted in me not getting the acceptance into that program. And that was another rejection that really, really hurt. But the thing about that rejection is what happened was that even though I didn't get into that school I really wanted, I realized that it led to something even better. After getting rejected from American Heritage, I remember my parents came across this opportunity called College Academy. And this was a program where essentially you go to high school your first two years, you leave high school your junior year, you go straight to community college, you finish your last two years of high school, and you also get two years of college done. Mind you, we didn't have any clue that this even existed until after I got rejected from American Heritage. But bottom line is I applied, I took a test, and I got into the program, which meant that when I went to UF, I would be two years ahead. And when I look back, I realize how freaking fantastic that opportunity was for me. Because even though I didn't get accepted into American Heritage, the process of applying and taking the test and getting into CA was so smooth sailing and it felt so, so right. And even just being at CA literally transformed my entire personality it made me so much more resilient it gave me so much more freedom because I wasn't like going to high school I was literally like going to college I had time blocks a lot more freedom to do what I wanted I was really really learning and when I reflect on that rejection when I didn't get into American heritage because I wasn't feeling well I wasn't feeling my best I didn't feel like I was confident in my execution of the choreography I realized that all of those things were essentially signs I really feel that if I didn't go to college academy I would have been able to be the person that I am now because when I got into CA it opened my eyes and my ears to thinking bigger and to doing things that I honestly don't know I would have done if I got that dance scholarship into American Heritage my attention would have focused it would have shifted but when I went into CA I really dived deep into nonprofits I was the founder of two nonprofits one of them being environment for humanity another one being leadership bites and that was my start into getting into leadership 
And because of CA, it granted me the opportunity to get a scholarship to be a Bank of America student leader. And I don't say all these things to bloat into like, not bloat, I don't say all these things to brag. I say these things because I reflect on it and I realize that I really don't know if I would have been able to achieve those things and do those things and create that kind of impact in high school if I went to American Heritage because my attention and focus would have probably been different. And so it paints the picture and the idea that even though in the moment when you're facing that rejection or that loss or you didn't get that thing that you really wanted, you may feel like there's something wrong with you in that very moment and you may succumb to victimizing yourself and wondering why you're not worthy of having that. What makes you not worthy of being able to achieve that prestigious honor or that accolade, right? But then when I look back, I realize that it is so, so important and imperative to have this kind of trust when you realize that everything that you lose is always leading to something greater. And when I shifted my mindset to believe that and to truly embody that, I no longer looked at difficulties or rejections as something that was wrong with me. I looked at it as a stepping stone to really help me integrate those lessons and learnings into my life so that I can actually achieve something greater down the road. And me not being secretary of in elementary school, but it translating into me being a speaker now goes to show that all of your desires and gifts that you've had since you were young or even now are all leading you towards a path of higher purpose if you choose to believe that your failures and rejections are simply redirections to you getting closer to a version of you that you wanna be. But I'm sure that whoever's listening to this right now, you have a story and the version of you that you are right now is a culmination of all of those learning experiences you've faced, all those rejections you've had, all those losses you've experienced, all those people you've lost. All of those things made you mentally resilient when you actually take time to really self-introspect and ask yourself, what came out of this? Because you can choose to believe that all of these things only led to more misery, or you can choose to find the light out of every misery and rejection and embody the feeling that everything that is happening to you is happening in a process that is beyond you, that is beyond what you can even imagine. And when you realize that, you no longer look at rejections as something that is something against you. You look at it as something of higher purpose. I've reflected on a lot of celebrities and thought leaders and their stories and I've realized that rejection is a prominent pattern played in a lot of these people's success. For example, J.K. Rowling, the author and literally the OG and founder of the Harry Potter series, literally turned her rejection into unprecedented success. She was literally denied 12 times from publishing her series before she was able to finally publish the Harry Potter series with a publisher. She had so many rejections from her publishers when she first sent out the manuscript of the Harry Potter series. And then finally, Bloomsbury was actually able to publish her book, the Harry Potter series. And that was when she took off. She became the first person on earth to literally make a billion dollars by writing books. And the Harry Potter series is something we all know now. It's something that's sold more than literally like 450 million copies, has won so many awards, has made it into movies. It's literally transformed Rowling's entire life. But you wouldn't see how much her struggles had to actually lead her into stardom. 
but she actually decided to stick to it. She didn't look at these challenges as something that was going to consistently stay that way. She didn't let her overwhelm bombard her from early tapping into her purpose and doing what she wanted to do because she knew that this was something she needed to share with her world. And that resilience is something that is so inspiring because a lot of us could look at this rejection and think that this is the end-all be-all and that there's nothing meant for you. But when you look at major companies today, you'll realize that they all face rejection. Netflix literally had it. That What was that series? Like Squid Game? I believe Squid Game had, you know, faced so many rejections before it became like a top literal series in the entire world. And it goes to show that we don't see those because we don't talk about them, but they are so prevalent in a journey to success. I know a lot of the people who follow me, you guys, and who tune in with this podcast every week and my content consistently are entrepreneurs, are content creators, or your potential content creators and influencers who really, really want to step into that higher role, that higher purpose, create massive impact, inspire the masses, share your story, share your gifts, whatever that looks like for you. And you may find yourself playing small because you're fearing the rejection of other people, of other people's opinions potentially. And this is something that is so, so normal. And it's something that I've experienced extensively when I first started, which was my freshman year of college, was when I really started taking this full thing seriously. I remember being in college, I felt like no one truly understood me for a very long time, especially when I really started diving deep into personal development and really understanding my skills and tapping into my own healing journey. It made me segregate and isolate from a lot of people who didn't understand me. And frankly, it led to a lot of rejection around me because I was a version at one point that people knew and I started changing really fast into another version that unfortunately led to people leaving. And it's a sad reality, but it's part of the process. And when I got into social media, I realized that being in college and doing that made me feel really alone and isolated because it led to me feeling like no one really understood what I was doing. You know, people were going to their classes and lectures and I had all online classes because of COVID, luckily. So I would literally spend my mornings doing the schoolwork and all of that and then the rest of my day would be consuming and reading and just diving deep into personal development and entrepreneurship and really expanding my vision and my knowledge and my awareness and I would take it to social media and share what I was learning. No one understood me. When I was making TikToks back then, not getting any views, no one gave a crap. And honestly, that rejection was something that gave me so much mental resilience because it taught me to no longer rely on other people to validate my own journey, my own vision, my own direction in my life. Because before I took that really seriously, I took other people's opinions really seriously. And I'm not saying you don't need to take anyone's opinion into account. I think it's important to get a bird's eye view of the people who really matter to you and understand their perspectives, especially if they're on a similar life path towards you, if they have experience in that. But I was taking in opinions and unprecedented advice from people who didn't understand a shit ton of things I was doing. And honestly, when you're at a stage of your life where you're not fully confident in your abilities and your worth, you're way more susceptible to being influenced by what other people say about you. And that word no, hearing a no from the people you love who are rejecting maybe your vision for your life or the people that you love is not a word that sits well with us because rejection is so often regarded as something that's unsatisfactory for ourselves. And when we experience rejection from our friends or our family or our company, it hits us hard. It strikes right in the heart and 
our heart is literally the control center for all of our thoughts and feelings. And so it makes us wonder if something is missing from us, if something is wrong from us, because we start tearing ourselves apart with self-criticism and doubting our skills and our ability and our potential. But when you shift your focus by realizing that the idea of rejection is something that teaches us and redirects us to becoming better people, to approaching situations with more resilience, it makes you realize that it is so essential to stop seeking rejection as a sign that something is inadequate within you. Instead, you have to open yourself up to the perspective of something more positive, choosing to believe that rejection is nothing more than just a simple redirection to something bigger and better for you. And so what if you ask yourself if rejection is literally a path that's pointing you to something that's right for you? It's going to ease so much anxiety and it's going to make you feel way more neutral and resilient because you're literally reversing the script of how you're dictating your entire life. Something else that I've really noticed throughout my experiences, throughout my risk-taking, throughout me putting myself out there on social media, in business, in life, is rejection never happens to people who are quiet and hiding behind his or her ideas. Rejection doesn't happen to the people who just sit behind and watch because they are not taking risks. They are not doing anything unconventional because they are afraid to be out there and living their most authentic life and their limitless potential because they're living in the fear of rejection. So when you take a step back and you realize that rejection only happens to people who actually put themselves out there, who are expressing their opinion, their stories, their ideas, putting questions out there, putting their ideas out there, it wouldn't be wrong to say that rejection is literally a byproduct of you having courage. And when you look back into my story with the rejection of getting into that high school program, with the rejection of becoming secretary, with the rejection of so many other things that I could honestly dive deeper into, but I don't want to flood you with all of them you'll realize that those experiences are a byproduct of you living a brave life and it only makes sense that rejections are something that are continuously going to happen when you go out there and you live your dream and you do what your heart calls you to do so it's so important to interpret this idea of rejection in a way that empowers you instead of a way that holds you back because when you do that rejection makes you force yourself to think about options that are ahead of you it opens up your mind to enable you to see things from a different perspective and it allows you to really take on new challenges and missions because you know that the challenges and the rejections and the failures are inevitable but the lessons that you extract and integrate out of that are timeless they're unquantifiable because those lessons are actually what help you scale as a person, as a business, as an influencer, as a content creator. And when you look at this from beyond business and you apply it into your personal relationships, rejection is something else. You can connect it to all when you realize that rejection is universal. For example, maybe you realize that you had a rejection from a partner and someone broke up with you and it led to feelings of unworthiness and you wondering what's wrong with you. Maybe you feel like you are not pretty enough or smart enough or have the same resources versus someone else, right? This mindset could easily be translated into business, this idea of unworthiness. Maybe you have a coaching business and maybe you're not attracting enough clients or attention to your content or you have a startup and it's not going out the way you wanted it to because you don't have investors funding your mission. You could easily think that that is an idea of unworthiness, thinking that you don't have a good enough product or thinking that you as an entrepreneur are not worthy enough. But what if you chose to view both of those rejections 
as an opportunity to reflect on how you can approach your businesses or your relationships differently in a way that feels more aligned and authentic to your vision or your boundaries? What if that breakup and that rejection meant that there's something better for you? What if that investor who didn't want to invest into your business meant that that investor didn't understand your vision for where you wanted to take this startup? When you choose to view rejections as something that is going to allow you to self-introspect to come out greater and better and more elevated, then you're no longer looking at rejection as a bad thing. It's when you make that mindset shift that is so powerful in your manifesting power because you're looking at your obstacles as continuous ways of improvement and it just opens up your perspective and your vision to seek out more opportunities and resources that will actually help you get farther to where you need to go. I remember when I was 10 years old, I went to Canada, to Toronto, because I have really close cousins there on my mom's side. And I remember we went to this astrologist, this person who's like able to read you like a psychic. And mind you, I'm very picky and selective when it comes to what information I want to integrate and digest when it comes to these things because I think a lot of people, especially in the spiritual space, we can get so self-absorbed into integrating, you know, what the sun is telling you about your zodiac sign and all of this stuff. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but when you blindsidedly follow these things, it's going to brainwash you and it's not going to let you actually make decisions for yourself because you think something else beyond you is controlling you and in reality, you literally are the creator of your reality. My point is, I remember I went to Canada I saw this astrologist and I was 10 years old. So I remember the guy told me what he anticipated my future career was going to be. And you guys know, since I was little, I wanted to be a doctor. I really thought that that was the career I was going to go on until 2020. And you guys know that story and I've shared it in my previous episode. So I don't want to bombard you with that again. But when he told me what my career was, you guys are going to be shocked he said that I was going to be a business owner. And mind you, when he said that to me, I did not accept it. I was like, what, a business owner? I didn't even know what that meant. That wasn't even part of the options. That wasn't even something I could even think of. I thought I was like a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer. And the doctor path was the path that called and felt the most aligned to me at that point. I didn't say anything to him and frankly I just took it with a grain of salt and left and I forgot about it until literally a week ago when I was reflecting on that story and when you look back you guys know I dropped the medical route I felt like it wasn't aligned to my calling anymore it wasn't my purpose and look what happened he said I was going to be a business owner and look at where this is leading me and it goes back to the rejection you know I rejected the idea of a path that I thought I was supposed to take and look what the other path opened up for me. It's a path that feels more aligned to me. And I'm not saying that you need to follow what psychics are telling you and just go to a psychic right now and get your whole life figured out. That's not the point. I think what my point is, is that when you worry about your fear taking over your life and the rejections that you're gonna face, I encourage you to develop a deeper faith with something that's bigger than you. Whether that's God, whether that's the universe, whether that's source, whether that's angels, it doesn't matter. You have to find something that gives you a source of inspiration and strength and hope. And this looks so many different ways for so many people. For me, it's the universe. But when I look back on this connection and this story, I realize that if I took what this person said and I integrated it and I just listened to him and I followed it blindsidedly, 
I don't think I would have ended up where I am right now. I needed to go through those struggles and those experiences and those insights and those feelings of not knowing what the hell I'm doing with my life for me to finally come to the realization that I am meant to be the creator of my own reality, that I am meant to create a life that's on my terms, a schedule that's on my terms. And I really feel that you come to these realizations when it's divine timing. I don't think you can force these realizations. I think the lessons that you take out of every single obstacle and rejection happens at a point when you actually accept that that rejection and that failure and that loss happened. Instead of looking at it and constantly living in that cycle of thinking that something is wrong with you and living in that whole self-fulfilling prophecy of negativity. So I think it's really important to cultivate and transform your fear into faith, however that looks like for you. Because when you do that, you're no longer a victim to your circumstances. You are putting yourself in the driver's seat of your own reality. And this is why spirituality is something that I'm sure we all really agree on because it's not necessarily that spirituality is the answer to all our problems. I share these spiritual principles to really anchor and reinforce your own values and your own direction, not as a substitute to making decisions, but as a reinforcer to help you guide you that you are on the right path, because that's how I utilize spirituality for myself. It helps me think bigger for myself. It helps me relate to something bigger. And I think when you're able to do that and connect to something greater than yourself, it inevitably is going to strengthen your mental resilience because you now have faith. And that faith makes you recognize that everything that is happening to you is literally serving a higher purpose, even when you may not even realize it at that present moment. And this mindset shift is something that I really, really feel is going to literally elevate your entire vibration when it comes to showing up for your goals or your business or your vision or your dreams at whatever capacity it is because this is no longer a block that's holding you back and rejection is one of the biggest blocks that we face. And when you're able to really overcome this block by really integrating everything I'm sharing with you, you're gonna achieve quantum leaps in your personality and your identity. And inevitably it's your identity that is the most important thing that you have to master and keep in alignment because when you know that your identity is in alignment with the vision that you have for yourself, you're now showing up with less resistance. But the only way you live in alignment with that identity is when you get rid of all of these blocks that are holding you back, rejection being one of them. And it's why I felt so called to share my stories with you guys, because I feel that if you related to any sort of aspect of my story, it's a reinforcer to your subconscious mind that you can now reflect on and say to yourself, what are all of the things in my life that I've experienced as rejections and as losses and as failures that I'm still holding on in my belief system that is making me play small? Look back into your story and really reflect on that and ask yourself, how are you showing up with these things still going on in your life? And sit through them and ask yourself, what did this lead to? How did this lesson change my life? How did this lesson and this obstacle change how I showed up for myself now? What did this rejection teach me about myself? What did this failure teach me about how I'm showing up for my goals and my vision? When you get clarity on all this, you now are in the driver's seat to creating your own reality. And it is such a liberating and empowering feeling. And I hope that this episode was something that allowed you to feel that way. 
So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It honestly was very cathartic for me to talk about. Um, It always feels that way when I share my stories, which is why I love doing this. I love just being able to reflect on my experiences, knowing that my experiences are not only my experiences, they're your experiences. And just it's the icing on the cake when I realize that we literally all are in this together, that this entire world is literally an illusion made up of the same feelings and the same obstacles, just in different personas. With that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I will see you guys next week. Bye.